up, what's up? Thank you for tuning in. You are now listening to the Limitless Experience with Eric. I got my co-host with me again today. Hey guys, it's Candice, aka Candy. You are now listening to the Candy Land Experience with Candy and Eric. This is no longer the limited experience with just Eric, right, Eric? Yeah, she said too much to drink, guys. Too much to drink, bro. It is five o'clock somewhere. That's correct, and that does not mean you should be wasted off your ass. But anyways, let's get to today's... Am I slurring? Not yet, not yet. Oh my God, I'm so full of it, but continue. So let's get to today's topics. A lot of people are returning back to work, and I think that it may be a little bit difficult to make the transition from being at home and working from home for a long time to actually coming back into the work and being in the office with your coworkers. Um, now, of course, some jobs have, haven't stopped. Some people have been working through COVID. Um, Candy, what would you say was one of your worst jobs? Worst job, I'm gonna have to definitely say telemarketing or uh, call centers. The thing with call centers is, is like, you know, they run you like you're a machine. You know, only a machine can sit there and take calls and be cussed out and fussed at, you know, back to back to back. And as soon as you hang up, your phone's ringing right again. And it's like you you can't decline calls. Right. You have to take them. Like, they keep numbers. They keep track of that. They can see all that. And um, it can be an issue. So to sit there for eight hours a day just taking irate phone calls is not good for mental health. Okay. Because okay. by the end of the day, you seriously just find it frustrated and you don't know why it's the transfer of energy from everyone who's called okay so um let me tell you about an experience i've had so i've been doing um banking and security for the last 15 years a mixture of both it's really easy most banks are nine to five and then you can work you know overnight make some extra money as a security guard so one of my security jobs i had it was immediately after doing Black Friday at a Walmart. And we had to oh, report God. to the main office to pick up our check. And then from there, the manager would give us our next post of where we should report to, right? So I go in to pick okay. up my check. He's like, have a seat. Uh, I see you live here. Um, I have a spot that's literally about two or three minutes away from you driving. Um, how would you feel about working on such and such street, right? So I was like, oh, I know exactly where that is. Um, I'll be okay with that. That's actually walking distance for me, I told him, right? So um, he gets this big smirk on his face. And you know me with, with smirks and, and un, like, I just, something wasn't right about the smirk. You know what I mean? It was like kind of sinister. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, he says, he gives me the address. He says, report here tomorrow. Um, you're going to talk to such and such. And um, after you speak with him, give me a call back and let me know what you think. Right? Okay. But this is what he actually said. Give me a call back and <laughs> let me know what you think. Right? So I was like, okay. why are you laughing? So I get my check. I drive home. And the next day, I report to the address that he gave me. Um, are you familiar with what the yellow ribbon is symbolic for? Like, do you remember when um, people were wearing yellow wristbands? Like, do you know what that means? I thought, I know what the pink ones, the ones, the pink ones are for breast cancer awareness, right? I'm not exactly sure about the yellow ones. 
Um, so the pink ones, you're right, are for breast cancer. That was going to be my next question. But the yellow ones are for the other cancer, just regular cancer, right? Okay. Uh, do you know what the red one is symbolic of? No. Neither did I, okay? So I okay. go in there and I see the red ribbons and I'm like, ah, oh, man, these people have like um, an elevated an elevated form of cancer. God, because I know what yellow, I know what pink, this this red one, it, it, it must be the worst type of cancer ever, right? And I'm looking okay. around and there's guys in wheelchairs with like missing limbs and there's people that just look really, really skinny. It look like they're going to be here today, gone tomorrow type of situation. And I'm like, right. man, this is this is crazy, man. And I, I keep looking around and I just see red ribbons and I see people that look really sick, right? So okay. I go into the office. The guy sits me down. He says, hey, do you know what the yellow ribbons mean? I said, yes. He said, do you know what the pink ribbons mean? I said, yes. Do you know what the red ribbons mean? I said, not really. He said, that means HIV and AIDS awareness. Okay. I said, excuse me? That makes sense. I, I would have assumed like a blood drive. Right. So he said, yes, everyone in this facility is HIV positive or they have AIDS. Um, your job will consist of walking into their bedrooms, lifting their mattresses, checking for needles and narcotics. These people are very angry. Sometimes they'll get into fights with you, you and sometimes they'll get into fights with each other. You will have to break up those fights. Um, you know, sometimes you may become friends with someone, and unfortunately, because of their sickness, they may die. I ask that you don't get too attached to these people. Um, right, so it's basically a hospice. Yes. So, um, like, yeah, this is fatal. They're right, not right. Back from this. Right, so the dude says, um, I just want you to go. Is, is that okay with you? I was like, Yeah, that's fine with me. He said, I want you to go train with um, this gentleman. He'll walk you around the facility for about an hour, uh, give you a better idea of how to um, move around here. I said, okay, no problem. So I go and I'm talking to the dude, and I'm just trying to get a better understanding from him of, damn, dude, how long you been here? And, you know, like, what the, what the fuck is going on in this place, right? So, right, you another know, employee. Right, so he's, he, he's telling me things, and I'm just, like, looking around, and I'm seeing the people, and I'm like, nah, this is, this is not for me, right? Like, I knew I wasn't going to come back even when I was sitting in that office, but I didn't tell that dude that, right? Because right, right. I felt like the dude back at the office was was on some funny shit, you feel me? So um, the next day... But there really was a position, right? No, no, no. The position was open, and the, the okay. gentleman that was training me was telling me that it was open because he was about to leave, you know what I mean? So... Um, oh. The next day, I was uh, supposed to report there for my shift, which was supposed to be from 4 until midnight. I did not go. I had already gotten my check for the Black Friday. That was the only thing that this company owed me. They didn't owe me anything else because I hadn't done any more work for them. I didn't give a damn right. about being in that spot for an hour. Like, I'm not going to be like, I want my hour of pay. So I just right. never reported back. And when I didn't report... Well, what, was, what was the pay like? Trash. It was Trash. Trash. Okay. I'm not even going to say what work. it was. Just imagine getting paid half. Not, matter of fact, imagine getting paid the trashiest motherfucking, I don't know, salary or, or, or per hour shit that you've ever been paid for a job of this extreme, right? Right, right. <clears throat> so I didn't report, and the uh, supervisor or the account manager called me and was like, hey, uh, you know, let's say the dude's name was Nick. He was like, 
you know, Nick from such and such told me you didn't report. What's going on? Are you running late? I was like, I'm not running late. I'm, I'm not going back there. He was like, what do you mean? You have to go back there. You told me you would. I said, yeah, that was before I knew what it was. I, fe- I said, I felt like you knew what that place was, and that's why you were laughing when you told me to report there. A- a- am I right? Why didn't he tell you? Right. Why didn't you say what it was? Usually when someone presents a job, they explain what it is, or at least the basis of it. Exactly. You didn't tell me that for a reason because you knew I'd have probably canceled it right there. Exactly. And that is something that you should 1,000% say to me before I walk foot in there. You feel me? So right. he was like, I'm your supervisor. I'm your direct manager. I'm demanding. I, I'm ordering you to report to uh, your, your, your spot, your post, or, or that would be, um, what's that word? What, what, do you, what do you call that thing when you don't report to work? Uh, I know, in the military, they call it AWOL. <laughs> um, I can't think of it right now, but whatever word that is, he said you're being that. He was like, you're not reporting to work. This is grounds for termination. So after he said that, I'm like, oh, he doesn't get it. I said, dude, I'm not reporting back to that job. You guys don't owe me anything. I don't owe you guys anything. I think that it's wrong that you told me to report there, knowing what that place was about without telling me. That was wrong. Um, so I no longer want to work for this company. Have a nice day. And I hung up on him. So I don't oh, even. Wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I told that dude I'm not reporting back there. And I drive past this place often because it's literally three minutes away from me. But I never, you, you you never know from the outside looking in what goes on inside these places. You know what I mean? But True. that's just, that's that's not for me. You know what I mean? I, I can't report to a place like that. Yeah, it's kind of depressing. And again, it's like working at a hospice. I don't think, you know, and it's hard for you to not make relationships with these people, especially when they're so sad, you know, that, right. you, that's a transfer of energy. Like you find yourself being depressed. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, that's what that was about. Uh, does the name Ronnie O'Neill ring a bell to you? Have you seen him in the socials lately? Yeah, he's a space cadet that killed his whole family except for one child who lived to tell that he was the one that did it. So I didn't understand why he was even given a trial or why he was able to present himself. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's like one of those things where, um, I mean, a, a lawyer is going to be a lawyer and they're going to take the money if it's offered. But he definitely um, did a good thing by defending himself. Um, I don't think anybody would take him. Exactly. That was not uh, even a public defender. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's just you, you. You don't touch that. I wasn't watching the actual trial. I was just looking at the clips that was uh, that made the the internet. And uh, one of the things he was he asked the kid. He said, "What did he say? He said, did I do something to you? Did I hurt you?'" Right. And the kid said, "The kid said you stabbed me." Right? <laughs> he said yes. <laughs> and then I think he just moved like, on did like forget? Right, right. Then he just moved on like, okay, next question. Right. He's the moon. And in actuality, he went to set him on fire. Wow. And this is his actual biological son? Exactly. He went to set him on fire and that didn't work. He couldn't sit hold him still long enough to do so. And so he stabbed him and I guess the little boy got away, but I also thought it was traumatizing for that child to have to sit in court and see that man after witnessing him murdering my sibling and my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's that's kind of tough. Yeah. I don't think he should ever have to see. We can get his testimony, you know, separate. Right, right, right. Don't don't put him in that position. Um, now, I don't know where I saw this at. I don't know if it's coming on TV or there's a documentary. I'm pretty sure a lot of documentaries exist. 
But do you know the Menendez brothers? I do remember. Are those the two twins, the ones that killed their parents? Yes. Okay, I do remember that. Do you know why they killed their parents? Over money. No. I thought it was over all the money they had. No. Why? Truly, truly saddening. Um, So I saw this, and when I think of Menendez brothers, the idea that comes into my head is two crazy white boys that went crazy and killed their parents, and they just happened to be wealthy, and they took their money, and they was wilding out with it, right? But the clip that I was watching showed a breakdown of what happened. Their father was molesting them, both of them. Oh. And the mother was complicit in it. The father would... This makes sense. Exactly. The father would take them to the garage, and he would do things to them, right? Now, at a young age, so when you're doing something to a young boy, that may change his sexual preference, right? Correct. One of the brothers is a homosexual, and the father would tease him about that. And the, fa- and the son thought to himself, the father would call him a gay slur. And I'm not going to repeat it because it's disgusting. You guys know what the gay slur is that they label homosexuals as, right? So mm-hmm. in this clip that I saw, somebody asked him, uh, what name would your father have for you? And he said, he would call me a f-, right? And then right. they said, and what would you say back to him? He said, well, if I'm that, then what are you? You know what I mean? Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And like I said, the mom was complicit in it. I never knew that. I believe that may be a, a documentary that's coming out soon. But um, speaking about children being in court and parents and the, the evil shit they do to their children, that just, I don't know, triggered the uh, Menendez brothers in my head. But I never knew that that was the reason for them killing him. I mean, the family was well off. So after they killed him, they did take money and go to like expensive places. You know what I mean? They they had like floor seats to like basketball games and they were just living it up until it was uncovered that they, they killed their parents. But um, I don't know, man. I, I believe there may still be in prison or something about that case may be upcoming for, because I saw something about it in the news. So I don't know if they may be about to get out of jail. Something is going on with that. But, yeah, that, that that's, that's... That's nuts. But, you know, given the money, that's why their mother allowed it to stay next to that money. She wasn't about to let all that money go. So she allowed it. And it's crazy how women will do that, you know, for their own, you know, other benefits. Like, oh, well, without him, we're poor, we're homeless, so it's better off, you know. But you don't understand you're damaging your child who's going to grow up to resent and hate you. Mm-hmm. later on because you knew about it and I'm pretty sure you walked in on it or um seen signs or maybe they did tell her and you know she was just like well either nonchalant about it dismissive or trying to you know keep them close or keep them quiet because come on how is it that nobody told anybody at school nobody had friends you know or, or families or you know they didn't tell anybody anything random but I believe the word I was looking for is insubordinate Okay. But for the job thing. Yeah. But back to the Menendez brothers. Yeah, that 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 that's insanity. So, um I don't know, man. I I don't know how you sentence somebody to jail uh or prison for uh killing their abuser. Um Well, that's uh just like I told you watch that show Monsterland. That's what it was about. Um the black chick from uh what's it called? 
Sleepy Hollow, the series. Mm-hmm. She meets a white man. He's a psychiatrist, a children's psychiatrist. And she already has a son, a mixed son. Didn't work out with the dad or whatever. But she meets this white man. He has money. He has, you know, land in New Orleans. His family and all that. So they move back and they go, you know, they get married and everything. But they go to this carnival one day. The little boy said he had to go to the bathroom. So the dude said, the stepfather said, he going to take him. Well, little baby come back screaming and crying. Somehow he saw a monster. He saw a monster. Mm-hmm. And... You know, at the end of the movie, it's basically a little boy grow up. He has no, uh, he's flunked in college. He has no connection with his mom. She don't understand why, blah, 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 blah. And once it all breaks down, like, after time, these little New Orleans, you know, little demons and ghosts keep visiting her spirits and stuff. And she trying to figure out what it is. And it's basically, you know, her son saying, no, you knew what it was. Because what happened was the father's career, the husband's career started to go south because children as he was a child psychologist, she started coming forward and saying he did this and that and X, Y, Z to me and blah, 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 blah. So naturally the mother was like, oh, that's just somebody trying to get my, that's absolutely inaccurate. Um, he didn't admit to having an affair, but he didn't admit that it was, it was children. Mm, wow. So when it all came about, you know, she started having these spirits and stuff, you know, irritate her and losing her mind and whatnot because her son standing in front of her saying, you know exactly what he did. To me. You knew what he was doing to me. Right. And she wouldn't let him speak. She wouldn't let him say it. And he kept saying, you know, you knew, you knew. And she didn't want to hear it so much so that she took and put an ice pick in her damn ears. Mm. That and, show was uh, pretty deep. She kept telling him, but we didn't have any money. We were poor. We were poor. So basically, you pimped me out for this money, this house, and a lifestyle. Mm. Now, does the name Centoya Brown ring a bell to you? Uh, it does. She was another... Um, person who killed her abuser he was oh, using the 16 year old her. yes yes and she was okay. released she was released um i don't got much to say about her it was really sad that she was um abused in that way sexually abused and i'm glad that she uh killed her abuser and i'm also happy that she's been released so i just want to give her a round of applause yeah because um come on i was 16 and, of course, she was out. I think she was a runaway or something. You know, she was a troubled teen or whatever, but that still don't mean I deserve what, you know, somebody found me and took advantage of me. Right, 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 right. Um, so, yeah, we are going off to a great start with depressing stories on this one. Um, right, things are just coming up. Right. So, uh, moving on. What, what, wait, hold on. I have a topic. What's going on with your boy, Mello? Mello. Carmelo Anthony? Um, yes. I know you've seen it. Yeah, I have. Um, I don't know what to believe, but... Really? Uh, <laughs> nah, I've seen one story. I don't even... Did you see this? The story that said he had his... Um, one of the women who he cheated with move to Britain so she can have a baby out there so Lala wouldn't know about it. And the child I would have... Yeah, the child would have like a Britain citizenship or something like that. So she can't like trace it back to him? Exactly. Wow, that's really devious. Like that's going through a lot. Right, so that's 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 the portion of it that I'm not sure to believe. But the cheating accusations, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what do you think is up with Melo? I think, why is it okay for or accept it? Like most people will say, oh, well, if you marry a celebrity or a baller, like it's it comes with the territory. But then why get married if you still want to sleep around and do these things? Why why marry someone? Because you want your cake, you want to eat it too? 
I want to keep her. I love her, but I don't want nobody else digging her. So I'm going to just keep her, wife her, and then do my thing on the side. Why is that? Why is that such so common for ballers? Like, you get ass thrown at you 24-7. Like, does it not get old? At some point, are you like, ah, I just want my wife kind of thing? Like, Yeah, I would imagine it's like that when you get older. But when you're young and you're still enjoying life, I don't know if it's going to ring the same. But, I mean, you're questioning why do men do things. I mean, let me speak for the men. Why do women do the things they do? What type of woman would need hundreds of thousands of dollars in child support? I agree. That's an asinine amount. You don't need that amount in child support. But they're also trying to maintain the lifestyle that they've lived while being with this celebrity for years. So they want to keep the private jets or not catch public transportation or you know, have to drive chauffeurs and chefs and shit. They want to keep all these things. And in some states, depending on how long they've been married, you do have to upkeep that because this has been their lifestyle for 10 years. Provided by you, they're going to lose certain things. But, so then it's know, not child do. support then. Huh? Then it's not child support. No, but child support is based off of how much you make. So if you only get $400 a week, then nine times out of 10, your child support only going to be $80 a month. But if you're getting thousands and stacks and millions, you know, in a month, of course that changes your child support. You can afford to pay more. And and on top of that, let's not act like child support covers everything for some people. Like some women only get four hundred a month, but the mom's doing all the work. She's getting up, getting them ready for school, doing homework, going to conferences, teacher uh, parent conferences, going to doctor's appointments, getting vaccines. When the dad is just sending money, and speaking, you still need help. And to answer your question, I, I, I don't know the exact reason. I believe they do it for the child so the child can have a mother and a father who have a union, a bond. You know what I mean? Legally. Right, but but you, you fuck up that bond when you keep constantly cheating on her and then there is no more home. She's gone. So that defeated the purpose. Why take a wife if you're just going to cheat on her? If it's for the baby, you don't have to get married for the baby. Hell, Lil Wayne had like seven kids in one year. I don't I don't know to answer your question. I don't know why men would want to get married if they know they're going to cheat. But I can also ask this. If it's understood or if, if it's believed that, okay, he's an athlete, they all cheat, then why do the women get married? Because it's a sense of stability. So, again, it's a in that sense, it's an agreed contract. If I agree that I'm going to allow you to cheat, you just better not get caught or be seen in the tabloids. And I know you do your side thing. I just don't want wind of it. The exchange is I'm in it because I'm getting paid and I'm living a certain lifestyle. That's fair exchange, no robbery. Fine, cheat, just fund my lifestyle. Okay, boom, you're my trophy wife. You make me look good in public. And then I do what I want behind closed doors and you can spend my money while I'm doing what I want behind closed doors. That's a fair exchange. But if you genuinely telling me you love me, I'm your heart and you want to be with me and Googling and crying and getting down on one knee to get married and we didn't discuss that it was going to be that kind of marriage, you let me on. Discuss that. Because if, right. Unless we have a, a contract or discussion saying, you know, okay, this is a contract marriage. I'm going to step out. I have other women. Um, but, you know, you have access to this black card. You can do what you want, da 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 And we, we both don't tell what goes on. Like, if, now, if I do get caught, what? Are you speaking from the perspective of what you think these women would agree to? Or is this something that you personally would agree to? 
um, yes, insert athlete here. I will get married to you. You can put a ring on my finger. I know you'll be out busting down groupies, but I just get to go shopping at the mall every fucking day. Yeah, if it's an agreement, that's one thing. You guys agreed upon it. So fine, execute it. It's a contract marriage. So then at what point would you decide to divorce him then? Why would I? If I know he's constantly cheating, like if if I went into the marriage agreeing that I know you're going to have side bitches and you know I'm going to probably spend about 50K a day, you're fine with it, I'm fine with it. We just look good as a unit. Like that's the whole point, right? I don't know. And then of course five babies pop up, well, shit, I'm running up a tab because I, I got to I gotta account for that too. They going to be in my face. What you going to do, calling me stupid or, you know, like, why are you still with him, blah, blah, blah. But I can't say to the world we have an open contract marriage. Okay, That's so. That's not the illusion we wanted to give. Okay, rich and famous athlete, you just had another side, baby. I'm about to go buy 10 Birkin bags. That's the exchange? Kind of. Again, it's about we went into this as an agreement. Now, so you don't, so so you don't want love and happiness forever. You will take aggravation and embarrassment in exchange for money. No, you are missing what I'm saying completely. I'm saying if we were to meet and it wasn't on some like you booked me off Instagram or you know you just wanted something pretty on your arm or whatever. If we genuinely dating and I meet your family, your mom, and blah, 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 like it's a real love story, like we really are in love, and then you ask me to marry you, and I'm like, okay, cool, with the stipulations of we going to be together, it's you and me. Now, if I get into this marriage, and then there's all types of side bitches and side babies, then yes, I'm out, because it's not what I came. I didn't come here for your money. I genuinely loved you, and I thought you loved me too, but I'm not about to be embarrassed and water, water, water. But if I was coming off on some money shit, you know, like for instance, let's say Lil Bow Wow or somebody was trying to talk to me. I understand he's a celebrity and he has hella bitches and, you know, I would make it clear, like, is this a real thing or are you going to be playing on the side field? Let me know because So you would get that, you would get that Okay, so you would get that straightened out off of rip, like, what is this? Is this really real? Do you really love me? Because if you cheat on me, I'm out. Or is this fake? You're going to just be with me for the imagery of it and you're going to give me the bag. I just don't just don't embarrass me. Exactly. Gotcha. That's what I'm saying. So if we got a plan, then we'll stick to the plan. But if that's not the plan and I thought, you know, and you never said that you were going to do these things or you just thought it it came entitled, like, oh, it's just part of the lifestyle. No, that's not what I agreed to. I wouldn't have said yes to marriage if, if that's what I wanted. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, their choices, their choices. You Like you said, you see these certain girls, it's clearly, they don't even look at you unless you got a certain type of clothes on or shoes or a certain type of car, right? That's, that's correct. This has so been, you, and this is not even the age of Instagram. Because I remember one time I was in high school and I'm in my mid-30s. I haven't been in high school for about, oh my God, I'm old. I haven't been in high school for about 20 years. So um, 20 years ago, Instagram didn't exist. Social media wasn't really... It, it, it wasn't a thing where people were just flexing. But I remember that I went to a public school, so you wear, this is back in the day where you could wear whatever you wanted. So sometimes you try to come to school on, on some flashy shit, right? And um, at right. the time, I was doing all right for myself, so I always had on like a fresh pair of Tim's and Pepe jeans, and yes, that the names were Pepe jeans, and that, that's what was popping when I was in high school. Pepe jeans, mesquite shirts, NBA basketball, long-ass jerseys, a fresh-fitted hat. Mm, for girls maybe 
Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The girls, the girls, the girls had, yes, hair. yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the black baby fat jacket with the fur and all that. So I remember we were online switching classes and two girls were having a conversation and she was like, my mama always told me, look at a man's shoes. So they started looking down the line at all of the, the, the guy's shoes. And then they looked at me and it was like, mm, he always got on some fresh Tim's. And it's like, but what would like, is that what's important to y'all? Like, what about what else? What if I, what if I'm crazy? What if I'm abusive? You know what I mean? Like, does that shit matter? Or does women be like, he can be all of that. But as long as he's getting to the bag and giving me that bag, I'm okay with it. You absolutely have people that put up with a perfect example. Look at Jocelyn Hernandez and CBJ. Look where she came from in Puerto Rico. Like, she tells stories. I used to walk. I ain't had no shoes. I had glass in my feet. We were that poor. Blah, blah, blah. Look who she hooked up with. She took that type of mental abuse, you know, just to get out of her situation. Mm. It was better than where she was. Okay. You know? Yeah. At least this lifestyle came with cars, flashy cars, some type of money. You know, you getting K, you know, thousands instead of just pesos, or you know, like she put up with it to and now that she released herself from him, like she wasn't being in prison. He was definitely abusive. Mm-hmm. Anytime he got mad at her, he threatened to throw her back on the pole. Like, what kind of toxic shit is that? Yeah, that's sick. That's crazy. But he's a womanizer, and then look what he did to me. Like, had her living in the house and the baby. Like, come on. You put up with certain things depending on how severe your situation is. So if you're so broke, then yes, you would be willing to put up with a man cheating as long as it's stipulated. Don't have me going into it thinking, you know, this is my knight in shining armor mm-hmm. and he's he's going to save me from the world when you the one hurting me the most. But if I came from a background where I was being abused, I was homeless and sleeping on benches, this is better than that. Yeah, mentally, I'm, um, my mental uh, health is declining, but that's how I'm paying for it. Right, right. And, you know, she don't she don't care about sex. Like I'm pretty sure he done probably passed her off to friends, or she done screwed friends. She's very sexually out there. Like, why is every even even now? Like, you don't have to do that anymore. I know you used to prostitute and walk strips and stuff, but you don't have to get by on sex anymore in life. Like, you achieve something. Like, do something positive. You know, like maybe maybe open up a, a company or something for women who want to get out the strip game and want to get you know career jobs and be taken seriously. And all those things. Instead, you're making cabarets where you're rounding up more strippers to make more money for you. Mm. Mm. At this point, you're just a madam. You're doing to them what others did to you, but you're the top dog now. Right, right, right. But again, that was a contract thing. It was clear she was going to screw other people and he was going to screw other people at halftime. They were going to do it together, but that was the contract. I mean, they faked the whole marriage, but still... It was something you agreed to. Right. If that makes sense. You know, you No, nah, it makes it. sense. If they, if they agreed to it and, you know, it's an understanding, uh, an agreed understanding, then, then that's cool. So, Candy, what's your opinion on Anna Nicole Smith? You know, the the whatever you want to call it. I don't know what she was at this time. I, I, I would assume a socialite, whatever. Uh, a, a, let's just call her a personality. A young, I think she did some acting, right? She was in some films. Was she the only thing I know her for is the woman uh, with the rather large breast that was with the very 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 old man who literally I'm 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 sure they weren't having sex. So what was she with him for? Clearly his money. She's probably topping him off though. Like I mean, look at me in a wheelchair. How can they have sex really? Right. 
So clearly this was a, a contract thing. Look at him. He in the wheelchair. It's not like they can screw. Um, she's probably topping them off, giving them hand jobs, and um, going from there. You know, it don't take much at that age. Right, it doesn't <laughs> take much. That will probably actually kill him. Right, right, right. But I'm pretty sure she, uh, she knew that, and she signed up for the money. So my point is this, man. Everybody has their motives. Women see men and think, what can I get out of him? And if a man, if you're working on your craft, right, you want to become a very, very, very good basketball player to the point where you're able to make millions, unfortunately, some people just are not going to commit to one woman. Okay. As long as you've made that clear and then have me go into it with the intentions that it was going to be a one woman, one man marriage. <clears throat> okay, so let me ask you this. That's okay with you as long as it's an agreed contract, whether it be verbal or written, right? Are you giving women a pass for not actually loving a man, but only being with him for his money? I mean, like the Anna Nicole Smith, right? Let's talk about her. Like, that's that's acceptable for you? Like, you ever been to the mall and you see a young 25, 28-year-old girl walking around with a 90-year-old man? man or not 90 but you know what i mean like 60 or 70 years old like off rip you already know what's happening there so what clearly. are your clearly right but what are your thoughts on the woman like i want a woman's perspective when you see some shit like that what do you think i think she's clearly getting her bag because would a, would a girl that age entertain a man without money his age one thousand okay. percent not exactly so you want a little young uh Okay, so then men should be given a pass and it shouldn't even need to be a verbal contract or an, an agreement. I'm rich. You already know what this is. You already know what I can get when I walk outside. You already know what my DMs look like. So if you want to hang around me, cool. If you don't, cool. If you want to have a baby, cool. It is what it is. But I'm, I'm filthy rich. I could buy whatever I want. I could get whatever I want. Women love me. So what? Deal you, with it. You're giving men a pass. You know, prostitution only exists because of man and how his need of sex is. So much so that he's he can throw money and make a woman. And let's say this woman doesn't really want to prostitute, but she don't have a choice. She got mouths to feed and I need to make ends meet. So that's taking advantage of her. Yeah, she's standing on the corner, but clearly, you know, she ain't one of the high-end ones that's living good. So she's one of the ones doing blow drops for $40 behind the car. So a lot, that's funny. A lot of life is about wins and losses. You know what I mean? Givers and takers, right? So right. who's losing this battle of man with a lot of money, women with a lot of sex appeal? In actuality, I mean, I would handle things differently. Women get in there, they get to, they don't think ahead as far as far as like this could end at any moment. So my whole thing is. When I get in, I'm going to get a bunch of bags that are a couple of grand that I can store away. And in case shit go left, I'll flip those bags, get that money. That's 10K, that's 5K. And then you also open a damn business with his money. You know, so when he do decide, I'm done, I'm done with you. Okay, I've already established something for myself. Now I have a business. I won't be making as much money as you were or living the lifestyle I had with you. But I do have something more than what I had before I met you. 
But these young girls, they get in, they just want bad shoes, they want to post and flex for the gram. Like you said, they're not thinking ahead. There's no way you should be with a millionaire and come out broke in the end. You pop out two, three kids, that's child support. You start a business, one or two, and you set aside, you set aside, you buy them high end. You buy them high-end furniture and things like, uh, you know, them vases that are like, you know, 20 grand or furniture that's like, you know, 200K and or more. You set those things aside. You put them in a storage bin. You don't even know about. So you so do. You, you so you up, get your so you get your Tasha St. Patrick on. You stacking away money. You stack. You stacking away that man's hard-earned money because one day you know it's gonna end. Exactly. But let's be honest. Ghost was cheating on her whole time. Why wouldn't I think that? If he's stepping out on me on this little with this little uh Senorita, who was his high school sweetheart, who he truly loved, why wouldn't he leave me one day? He already had an affair. So no, this ain't gonna last forever. I ain't gonna put up with this for too long because they again didn't go into an agreement to be in an open marriage. And Tasha was fucking the driver. Okay, but he was he was doing other people already, like her whole cheating image didn't come in until way beyond uh, what's her name, little Spanish one coming back. Nope, 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 a- nope. You're he- wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. This is why. Because he wasn't giving her the attention she wanted, right? There was no evidence of cheating. There was m- a lot of evidence of, Tasha, I got to get Club Truth popping. I got to be in meetings with this person, this person. Sometimes this person might pull me away from you at your birthday party. But I'm getting to the bag. She was jealous of him not giving her enough attention because one of those nights was her birthday. So she decided to give the driver a show. Okay. But again, nonetheless, they both were cheating. And he went and had a whole other. He left his family. Um, Women have their agendas. Men have their agendas. But, you know, to become a professional athlete or a famous actor or anything where you get paid millions, right? That's something you work on for years. Sometimes you may be working on this at the age of 10. So if that actually manifests itself by the time you become an adult, 18, 19, 20 years old, there are things that you may have sacrificed, right? So as a man, don't you think I've sacrificed so much to get where I am? Now let me spoil myself. I'm going to go out and enjoy myself around some beautiful ladies, right? Okay. You have an issue with that? If you're married, yes, I do. Okay. But you said that you would get married understanding that there is that that contract isn't an actual marriage. It is something for visual. Like this is my wife when I go to these type of Right, uh, of course. If that if that was the stipulations upon going into the marriage, that's one thing. I thought you meant like with Tasha and Ghost, like that was never, you know, agreed upon. Nah, 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 not Tasha and Ghost. Even though Tasha and Ghost, I mean, it was understood they 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 were butting heads, and at the same time, Tasha was not supportive of him leaving that alone, and that's another thing that kind of wanted made him separate himself from her. Angela well, her and her mother worked together on that one. Right, Angela was all supportive of him, and club truth and getting that off the ground she went with him to miami and tasha said she thought he would be the biggest drug dealer in new york right like that's not something i would want to hear like people when 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 you in the streets like that and you have the opportunity to turn shit around 
You shouldn't have somebody saying, nah, 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 stay in the streets, keep selling these drugs, keep running around with Tommy. Nah, we need to move away from that. This is our you bread and butter. You do need to move away from it. You absolutely do. Um, but again, she was caught up. Eventually, there was no love there. He spent so much time working and promoting and clubbing and, you know, all I see, she sees the promotion, the bitches in the background, the females, you know, the dancers or whatever you got going on and the girls that are just regularly coming to the club to party. Yeah, there was no attention. And when when there when you go so long in a marriage without attention, like it's like you're married to your job. Yes, you, you kind of fall out and you start seeking that attention and that affection from someone else or you start to vent to this person. And then before you know it, you got feelings for this person. But. I mean, we don't know what all happened before the show started. Like, when it started, he was already the top dude. Like, he was running stuff, right? And, and what was Tasha doing? Spending money. What was she producing? I mean, well, what was she producing? What was she bringing to the table? Babies. Okay. And Move- her mama. And, and that's all I wanted to hear. Moving on. That doesn't make sense, though. <laughs> what doesn't make sense? Because I'm sure in the beginning, he wasn't who he was when he met her. They were equally yoked. They were on the same page. It's just that during the marriage, he became ghost. He wasn't always ghost. Remember, you got it. They were, what, back from high school, right? He was kid. No, he was ghost. He was ghost. Because remember, she said she she almost uh, caught a charge for him because she put his gun in her purse when they got pulled over by the cops and blah, blah, blah. Okay, but he wasn't to the magnitude. Like, she, he did come up with her. Wasn't like he just met her and, you know, she would start smooching off his money. Mm-hmm. They came up together. They were equally yoked at one point. It's just he took off and became married to his career. And that left her at home with right. no man and, you know, nothing to console or no relationship. Felt like she was in a marriage by herself. But evidently, he felt the same. Because once reuniting with Angela, it was like all these love sparks that you should have for your wife. You don't have time for her because you're talking about your job and this club and you got to promote and everything. But you got time for this little red bone, though. Man, his feelings was hurt after she said, when you met me, after he said, when you met me, what did you think I would be? And what did she say? The biggest damn drug dealer in New York. Like, why would you say that? Yeah, why would you say that? Why don't you say a successful businessman? You know what I mean? Angela right. was that for him, so he was attracted to that. Okay, but this is my thing. You got time to go make love to this bitch, but I can't even get you to come. So even Don't you dare. Don't work, you dare call you Angela Valdez. Don't you call Angela Valdez a bitch. You apologize. Uh, whatever. She's a homewrecker. You knew his ass <laughs> was married. Oh, man. Yeah. And you lost your life behind it. Okay. Everything he touched... He fucked up. He turned to shit. It was better off you not dealing with him. Rest in peace, Angela Valdez. Yeah, like, come on. You got involved with the You're a police officer. You jeopardized your whole career. You're stupid. You're stupid. And then you get mixed up in it, and now you're you're compromising, you know, tampering with evidence for this man. And you know it's wrong. That may come up in the topic later about fate and destiny. Okay, okay. But, yeah, I'm just saying, she dealt her own hands. You had a career. You were this police officer. You were living pretty good. Um, Her sister was annoying, but she kept trying to tell her, and she was speaking facts. She was right. And look what happened to you. So, to each his own. 
You should have managed your business and you should have left them where you found them. And again, her family didn't like him because they felt like he was going to lead the lifestyle that he is leading. All right, we're going to move on from this, but her father had um, Alzheimer's. He didn't even know what he didn't remember. So... Right, but I, did her family not like him? Like, back in high school, when they were high school sweethearts, yeah, they, the weren't, father, they weren't a fan the, of him. The father hated him, but the father only knew him as a street thug. He didn't know him as a successful businessman. Right, and if it was your daughter, you'd do the same thing. No, I would say, dude, weren't you talking to this guy back in high school? Like, what's up? What is this dude up to? I'm, I, I, I thought he would be dead by now. What is he doing? Oh, that's who he is? Let me talk to him. Okay, and at some point you're not going to pick up that there's some street shit involved here? As If I was that old ass man? No, I wouldn't. Because I wouldn't know what to look for. I would just know this is the guy I've seen on TV lately in all of these expensive suits. I do know from researching him that this James St. Patrick guy does own Club Truth. So in my old brain, there's not much trouble he can get into as a successful businessman. I don't know, man. I, I know for sure club for, club owners are into more than just club owning. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So that's asinine. You know better, especially being from a street or growing. Like, they were young once. Mm-hmm. People act like this is news to them because, you know, they, they don't know it because they're elderly. They were our age once. That's and true. And really ain't much changed since their time and ours. The only difference is you're seeing more of it because we have social media and we're putting everything online. They just didn't have it back then. But they had their hip. They was hip to stuff. Now, that just reminded me of Carlito's way and uh, what the owner of that club was into. So you're absolutely right. Um, moving on. So, Candy, it's been a lot of craziness in the news lately. Uh, did you hear about this gentleman that pled guilty after he and his girlfriend wore flexing for the gram with a gun and he mistakenly shot her in the back and she died? I did hear about that. And this is when foolery meets fuckery. Wow. Foolery meets fuckery. I mean, mean, completely unnecessary. Probably wasn't even registered. This is why certain people at certain ages don't even need them. Right, right, right. Well, this gentleman... It's the same as flashing money. It's tacky. Right. So it says, uh, according to New York Post Assistant State's Attorney, Robert Mooney said Isaiah Cole, 20 years old, he was under the influence of marijuana, 20 years old, and is about to do a, ter- do, do a bid for catching a body that he didn't even mean to. You call it an accidental body for flexing on the gram. He didn't mean to, but why was it loaded? Why did you even have it? Exactly. Wasn't like if you, even registered. Right. Like when people flex for the gram, right? Like there's things you can do to make it appear as though it is more than what it actually is. Like, you know, people take money phone pictures, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. you should get, I would say, I don't know, three, $400 in singles and maybe throw a few hundreds or twenties on top and then do it that way and, and, and make up whatever lie you feel like about how much money it is. You know what I mean? But you right. plan with a loaded gun, and obviously, if you're 20, you don't understand. Hey, I'm young and I'm inexperienced in this. But I'm, like I said, in my 30s. So, like, when I hear a 20 year old, I actually feel like that's a child. You know what I mean? So, like, you're you're a child playing with a loaded gun on camera. You're an idiot. You know what I mean? So, um, rest in peace to his girlfriend. But sometimes, what they say, uh, stupid games get stupid prizes, right? So. Yep. 
Unfortunately, you caught an unintentional body. Pretty um, much at the end of the day, and now your life is done. Right. I, I do I, remember one, uh, though, too. One, he was playing with one and accidentally shot himself and killed himself on live. Oh, wow. Wait, wait, wait. So he killed himself on... So the entire thing had to be seen then, because who turned the live off? Exactly. He was on Facebook Live playing uh-huh. with guns and shot himself. Wow. And killed himself. Wow. That's insane. What was he doing? With, like, how did he kill himself? Like, where did he shoot himself? Did he shoot himself in, in the-, the face? So he was playing with the gun, flexing for the gram with a gun to his face? You know how you... They, what was it? Um... He was swinging it around. So you put your finger in the trigger. You know how you like swing it, like just playing around, like it do a loop, a circle. You swing that shit. Right. Pop right in his face. That is. That uh, was it. That was all she wrote. Imagine watching that shit on the ground. Imagine your mom having to watch it. Yeah. It's out there for the world to see. I think they had it. They Facebook. You know, apparently social media can go take shit down when they want to. Oh yeah, we were having a conversation about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. They had it removed. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, and speaking of, as well, unintentional bodies, you know, again, foolery and fuckery. Did you hear about the Asian man? I'm not sure where they live, but about the little black boy who was outside playing, and he got off his bike and laid it in that man's lawn. When he came back to get his bike, the Asian man comes out the house chasing him with a sledgehammer. Wow. He ran off and left the bike. So then he doubled back when he went inside to grab his bike again. But he came out with a gun and shot him in the arm. And the only reason it was seen was because somebody's uh, ring doorbell caught it. You know, they already had cameras on their, their porch Right, right, now. the ring the ring camera. I did hear yeah. about that. And he was released on bond, right? He was. He got a $10,000 bond, yes. And they, the doctor said it hit him in the arm. It hit the baby in the arm right under his armpit. Mm-hmm. They said had it gone an inch further to the left, it hit his heart. Wow. And... Uh... and there was outrage about that, right? People were outraged. He got off on $10,000 bond. They, uh, it's sad. You know, we got to get on social media and complain about stuff. Like, this is a child. He intended to kill that child. What if it was his head? Exactly. He's short. Exactly. And the fact that he's Asian is just all the worse because there has been a, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a bill passed that is hate against Asians, right? Yep. So yes, it is. where's our bill at for fucking hate and violence towards African, African-Americans, police black people, you know what I mean? Police brutality, yeah, police brutality, people going to jail and dying all of a sudden. Right, um, that's insane, but I'm glad that they, um, not not necessarily withdrew, but I'm glad that they brought that man to justice because of the outrage. That just shows you that as black people, we do have a voice, and it fucking matters. We just have to stand in union and make our voice heard. I agree. And as for the, I think I told you this before, um, with the whole Black Lives Matter and all that, like, do you feel like the the Mexicans dealing with ICE and those people in basically concentration camps that Trump sat there over three, four years ago and are just sitting, and then the Native Americans, too, who still live here, don't you think it's, don't you think they should join in on that? Like, we could all become one. And then I wouldn't have a problem saying all lives matter because, yeah, they were wrong. Indians were wrong and still being wrong. And nobody's more racist to to Spanish folks, and they work the hardest. Right, right, You right. know, they come here and they work to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, but you got a problem. And think about it. You, you from Mexico, you got the cartel running up in your house, killing your family, raping your children. You damn right you going to run. Right, 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 exactly. So what's closest? 
I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like there is an agenda at play here, and the racism thing is getting kind of old. They want to introduce something new. You know what I mean? The white against black is getting old. So now you got everybody against Asians, right? And then now you got this mask mandate, right? So here in Jersey, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure it's happening uh, all over the uh, United States, but the mask mandate is over for a lot of places. So you don't necessarily have to walk into businesses with masks. Now, some corporations do still strongly suggest or strongly require that you wear a mask before you come into their establishment. Um, So did you hear or have you been seeing all the stories about the non-believers versus the believers about wearing masks and getting into physical altercations and some of them being killed? Yes. Yes. And I I mean, to me, it seems like it's mostly Karens that don't want to wear them. You know, this is a stupid virus. It's not real. You're being uh, brainwashed. You just do whatever people tell you. It's not good to wear masks 24-7. You're breathing in carbon monoxide. It's bad for, for your health and your lungs and but you probably go right back outside in your car and have a cigarette, too. That's bad for your lungs, but you want to fight this. Yeah, like I said, um, they, some people call it a, a pandemic, but it's definitely something at play here that we are not aware of. And um, there's a lot of stories like this, a lot of stories about the non-believers versus the believers and that you have to wear your mask before you come in there and then it turning violent. And I feel like these are stories similar to what happened with um, what happened with police shootings? You know what I mean? It's like uh, this happens a lot, but we don't get to see it. We are now only getting to see it because of people pulling out their cameras, right? So mm-hmm. imagine how many people are getting their asses whooped, beat, and killed over this this coronavirus thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's why they passed the bill for the Asians. Yeah. You know they feel like they it's it's the Chinese virus as Trump Trump put it. Exactly, exactly. Um, now, and there was story related to the guy that mistakenly shot his girlfriend in the back because he was flexing for the gram. Um, in that category, Candy, I have one, but I want to hear yours. What's the craziest thing you've seen um, when somebody was flexing for the gram? Would would it be? Uh, the story about the gentleman that you said killed himself, or um, do you have something else? That one, and I would have to say, I pro- I've seen one before too, where you know how those, um, for instance, you know how those boys get like those those cameras they put on top of their head for like dirt bikes or skateboarding or whatever. Like a GoPro camera. Yeah, one of those things. Uh-huh. Um, one of these jokers, uh, a white boy, had been about 16, 17 decided to go to the top of a skyscraper and um, hang from, you know, they do those pictures where they're hanging from the monkey, but like just hanging from it. And you look down, all you see is their shoes and feet over the earth, like over the city and everything. Yes. He did one of those uh, bad footing, slipped, fell. Gone, right? Done. Because of the gram. Um, So I have a, uh, a story as well. Um, It's pretty graphic, so I'm going to allow five seconds of time for whoever may be listening to this. If there are small children around, um, you should turn this off. If you need to get to it, I will give you five seconds to either pause this or turn this off. Go. So in this, when flexing for the gram goes wrong, right? 
um, you know, Instagram is about who's the prettiest girl, who has the best body, or who has the best doctor who can create the best body, right? So I just happened to be following one of these beautiful women on Instagram, and she decided to open up her DMs one day uh, for the gram. And there was a DM that this dude was asking her, yo, please, can I just get one date with you? Please, let me take you out one time. Like, I treat you real nice. Please, just let me take you out. Like, what I got to do, right? So she had time today. So she said to him. (laughs) He had time today, huh? (laughs) Yeah. So she said to him, I want you to send me a video of you sucking your own. Oh. Yes. And the dude sent her the video of him. Oh, my God. Yes. And she posted that video to Instagram and tagged dude. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he found out her location and killed her ass because you're going to play games like that. Wait. If he's crazy enough to do it, he's crazy enough. Why are you defending him? Why are you defending him? Um, in a sense that if he is crazy enough to send you a video going down on himself, he got screws loose, okay? And then for you to post it for the world to see, like maybe his family seen it, you know, it becomes worldwide and hey, I can hey, see him wanting hey, to kill you. He should have thought about that, dude. Come on, bro. You don't do no dumb shit like that. He should have thought but about that. I just that. told you he not, he not rap type. Okay, well. If you did it, you crazy, period. Yeah, well, he crazy. Because <laughs> she sure as hell posted it. I mean, come on, what kind of position? Like, and, and maybe that wasn't the first time he did it. Because what position did you get him to do that? Was it like pressure <laughs> or? <laughs> Listen. Like, what? Dude was sick. He did it. She she exposed him. It was crazy. Look, and that's how people end up getting killed. But also, too, you notice um, there's a lot going around about how women are supposed to respond to men, like. Sometimes, like, back in the day, if somebody tried to talk to me, my husband would be like, oh, you need to shut that shit down. Like, you talk too long, blah, 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 blah. But I'm the kind of person, like, I'll engage and chit-chat, you know, and more than likely I'll bring up my husband or my kids and, you know, so you know. Like, okay, clearly, but I'm cool with being friends or whatever. But I told him, like, you know, where I come from, DMV, D.C., Maryland, Baltimore, them niggas ain't no joke. Mm-hmm. And you got to be, you got to be real, you know, don't embarrass them. Because, you know, they, they know. Did you see that video that's going viral? Like, I already know what you're talking about. The again? girls, the girls with this name. It was like a group of three girls. And he was yeah. like, you must not know. I think he said, you don't know who I am or some shit like that. And they was like, man, fuck you. You you, you, you a cornball, whatever, whatever. And he came back busting shots. Um, exactly. That's idiotic, though. That's stupid. That's another thing where I cannot defend a man. Like, dude, you got turned down by a group of women. So what? Like, what you, what you going to do? Kill them? You going to kill every woman that turns you down? Yeah, because the nigga never learned how to handle rejection. He, first of all, he looked to be of a decent age to where he had he he should have at least experienced it once or twice in his life. Now, now look at you. Now you on the gram. Even if you on the gram, people were calling you. They there may be security cameras around because this was an outside you know venue because of COVID. I'm assuming, right? Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's cameras around. And what was was it New York? Where was it? It was some. It had to be. It's one of them. Right. He, he, you know there's cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. 
So there was cameras around, dude. Like you, dudes throwing their life away over nothing. Um, he crazy. He ain't give two shits. Look, a crazy person don't need an explanation, rhyme, or reason. That's it's true. It's called sociopaths. They don't. They don't need a reason. Just because I can. They don't give a fuck about nobody else's feelings, emotion, or whoever you you scarring people around you that seem to do it. You know, seeing somebody get shot is you know detrimental for some people's brains. Okay. Now we. You know, we talked throughout the week in preparation for this. So um, one of the things we were discussing that I actually wanted to wait until this episode, this recording. Um, remember, we were having a discussion about destiny and fate, right? Um, right. So I want to have this discussion. So do you believe that your death is written or do you believe that you can make different decisions that will maybe extend your life or maybe shorten your life? Or are you of the belief that no matter what you do, the day you die is the day you die, and it's nothing you can do to change that? Because, like, you know, sometimes you may, you see stories where somebody is, um, and it's like closed-circuit TV cameras, right? Somebody's walking down the street, and a tree falls, and it falls, like, two inches in front of them. And it's like, God damn it, like, if that dude was... Uh, had bigger feet or his strides were a little bit bigger, he'd be dead right now. You know what I mean? Or like the video where like a truck is running through a fucking red light and it barely misses like a baby, a, a woman pushing a baby carriage. And it's like, yo, what ha What if she crossed the street a little bit sooner? She would have been gone. And then, you know, people always say it wasn't that person's time. It's not their time. So what do you believe? Do you believe that there's nothing you can do to avoid death or do you believe that it can be avoidable on some final destination shit? What are your thoughts on that? No, I think there's nothing you can do to really avoid death. I mean, again, if you believe in, in religion, that's called the book of life. And in the book of life, they tell everything you're going to do, even down to the pieces of hairs on your head before you even grow up, you know? Okay, it so okay, but so can I stop you? Can I stop you? My favorite basketball player, my favorite person, number one on my list of all time is Kobe Bryant. He passed away in the helicopter uh, crash. Uh, rest in peace, Kobe. Rest in peace, Gigi. Allegedly, and the, everybody else that was on the flight. I'm sorry, and all the other there, people children, that were on. There were other children on there. Yes, there, there was an entire uh, three members of a family on the flight. Um, rest in peace to them as well. But some people say um, that it was meant to be, right? But then some people say it was because of the weather that day, and had they not gone out in that fog, then the pilot would not have crashed. Um, right. So do you think that their time was up? It was written in that book that those, everybody on that helicopter, including Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi, their time was up? Yes, I believe the time was up. Um, you think about it. They've flown, you know, through air, through chopper, plenty of times in their life. I mean, sometimes people think, oh, having money prevents those kind of things. No, death is not shorted on anybody. And the first thing we are guaranteed in life, once we're born, is to die. Mm -hmm. And there's so nothing you can do people, to, there's nothing you can do to avoid it. I mean, you can avoid doing it sooner than later. It depends. Like, if you're being reckless in life, you know, you run around gangbanging, shooting, and blah, yeah, nine times out of ten, you're going to cut that short at about before 25. But, but, um, is that, but is that written? Is it written for you to get involved with the wrong people, 
so you don't make it past 25. I can't say it's written. I, I, I can say it's written in the sense that, yeah, you do, you are going to die, but some things I do feel, it depends. Some things I do feel could have been prevented if you're just, just doing stupid stuff and being reckless. That's one thing. But on this hand with Kobe and them, you know, they travel in this chopper all the time. It was kind of like a car for them. It was nothing. Um, and this just happened. It just happened. So it was your time. And I promise you it was over quick. I don't think they felt anything. Same thing with Aaliyah. Like, well, I mean, her body was burnt up. So that, that thing, she burned for a little bit. But I'm pretty sure the impact is what took it out. So they didn't feel anything. But, yes, when it's your time, it's your time. You can probably extend it, but when, when it's your time, it's your time. You got people who die from cancer that never smoked a day in their life, but then you got people that smoke and never catch cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just of a different belief, man. I believe you, I believe death is avoidable by decisions. You know what I mean? Because um, obviously if you don't go into the helicopter, not, you don't crash. True, but it's not. A, but still, you could just be walking across the street to go catch the bus and get hit by a damn bus. It's funny because I had that conversation with um, one of the teachers, one of the uh, guidance counselors at my old school back when I when I was in high school, and uh, we were talking. Uh, his his son had uh, actually his his son passed away. I'll say that his son passed away, and we were just talking about that. And he he was pretty much telling me what you're telling me. He was like, you know, when it's your time, it's your time. Especially losing a child. I mean, that's just kind of how you got to look at it. You know, nobody wants to think, you know, they could have, it could have prevented it or, you know, my child could still be alive type thing. Like, those are things you come to terms with and deal with when those type of traumatic things happen. Like, you know, there was really, you know, you can't be with your kid 24 7. You can put them on a school bus, think they go on the school, and the school bus get into a damn accident and, and kill some of the kids. Or, uh, the school, you know, people at one point were walking into elementary schools and shooting them up. That's not what the hell I send my kid to school for. See, that's another thing. The people that walk into fucking supermarkets or movie theaters or shopping malls and decide to go fucking crazy. Those people that left to go there to pick up some a, a tie for their new job that they're starting or some shoes or some perfume, it was their time as well. Well, don't forget about the ones who were shooting up churches. Look, I went to go praise God and ended up dying. You don't see that coming, right? <laughs> like, I'm on my way to serve the Lord, and then they come in there and shoot up the church. Kind of makes you wonder about religion. I don't know. 25-year-old Georgia police officer dies after being dragged by a... So, wow, that would be a smooth transition. <laughs> that would be a smooth transition. The evil chuckle there. Ah, man. Um, in closing, Candace, the last thing that we are going to talk about is this story. Did you hear this story about the 25-year-old Georgia police officer who died after being dragged by a car driven by a man he fatally shot? Absolutely. You know, I, I feel two ways about that. Um, I feel one way about it. Okay. But I want to nah, go ahead. I, I, I interrupted. What are the two ways I, you feel about it? I feel I don't necessarily know the story beforehand, like why he shot him. Maybe he had him at uh, gunpoint or he had a weapon. And so he shot to defend himself. 
But if it's just another typical black, you know, police brutality and he shot this man, he had no weapon on him or nothing like that. And the guy got away and, you know, he chased after him on his car and dragged him or whatever. That's a whole different story because some things it, it just shouldn't. I don't know. It shouldn't go that far. Like, Well, this is what it says. The article says that the Georgia Bureau of Investigation released a statement claiming the fallen officer and his colleagues stopped the vehicle for speeding at the intersection of Harmony Lake Drive and Hickory Road around 11 p.m. on June 16th. You stopped a man for speeding and lost and, and pulled your fucking gun and shot him? Exactly. See what I mean? Was that necessary? And even as a cop, if he takes off, that's fine. I'll, I'll get the tag number. Right. I'll pull it up on my car. You have a camera. Exactly. It shows that when you pull up on him. Exactly. And even if it's not registered to him, whoever's car it is, when you go to him, they're going to tell you who did it because they're not catching the charge. Exactly. And that officer, first of all, you, you, you're wearing your body camera, so the man's face is already probably on camera, right? And even if you exactly. didn't turn your body camera on, which a lot of police officers like to hmm, uh, coincidentally forget to turn on when they need to turn it on, you still know with your eyes what face you were looking at. So you're going to know, this is the gentleman that pulled off on me and ran my feet over. Damn, my feet hurt. Let's write this man this fucking ticket. But instead, you decided to pull out your service pistol and shoot and kill this man. And in doing that, you got dragged. Okay, and to me, 26 is too young. Again, going back to having guns in 20s and whatever, 26 is too young to own a rifle or to do, you know, they make split decisions. Their brain isn't fully developed yet, and people panic and react or go off of emotion. And a lot of times they feel like a lot of cops end up being cops because they were losers and bullied in high school. And so they like to return that power of authority when it comes to being a cop and flexing on others and don't know when to say when. Was it necessary? No. Had you let them gone, you'd still been alive and you probably would have caught them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's literally, you literally said the exact same thing I said in an earlier podcast episode that I did titled, Can't We All Just Get Along? And I was speaking about my experiences with police officers and the, the just the dialogue between us that exchanged and the things that happened that were, uh, that shouldn't have happened. But yeah, um, I don't, I don't feel bad for the officer, unfortunately, you know, I felt bad that his family had to get that type of news. But at the same time, man, you don't you don't shoot somebody over a traffic stop. You don't over shoot a some stop. A running a speeding through a red light. You do not. You do not unholster your fucking firearm for that. So that is and a lot of the comments said it before. I even got a chance to say it. But that's instant karma. You know what I mean? Like. Correct. You tried to kill someone and wound up pretty much killing yourself. Now, at the end of the day, yes. Now that is destiny. That that's controlling your own fate. You literally controlled your own fate. Had you not pulled that fucking firearm, you would still be living and breathing today. But instead, I'm a police officer. I'm young. I'm on the job. I'm powerful. I know what's gonna happen if I shoot this man and kill him. I may get suspended. Most likely, nothing's going to happen to me, so I'm going to do this anyway. Watch this. Now what? Privilege. Now what? Privilege. Well, look what privilege got you. But there was a uh, there was another one I seen a couple of months ago where a police officer, and I felt bad for the police officer in a sense here because 
he pulled over a woman, black woman, and she had this brand new Dodge uh, car. You know, looked like you know a dealer's car. It was tinted. It, it was it was fucking decked out. It was nice, and I'm looking at it like mm, drug money. That's the first thing that came to my mind. He pulled her over. She refused. I think she had uh, the car was registered to her boyfriend who was doing time. He was already arrested for uh, dealing, rocking, mm-hmm. whatever else. Mm-hmm. So when he pulls her over and he's like, you know, get out the car or whatever, I think she had uh, some drugs on her. She refused to open her trunk. She refused to, you know, get out the car. Instead, when he goes to handcuff her, he didn't even go in the car. He was going to handcuff her because she was refusing to let him or to get out of the car. She she tries to jump back in. She pushes him off. She's fighting. She jumps back in, grabs a, um, was it a gun? She grabbed the gun out of her purse and popped like three rounds at her. He fell on the ground. He was able to, to pop one in her, and she took off. But she ended up dying when she sped off from that shot and ran into a ditch and hit a tree. So he got he was able to hit her with one of the uh, shots. That he hit her, and she sped off in the car. Like the door wasn't even shut yet. She just drove off. Like it was like she just wanted to get away. But she already took a shot. She already she did take one. And he was on the ground calling for backup because she had popped him a few times as well. Mm-hmm. He did, that man didn't deserve that, but she knew she had something on her she didn't want to get caught with. That's why she refused to, to you know, linger to stay or obey or follow any instructions. Now, was and there sure any? Enough, she did. Was there any fatalities? Did she survive the crash? Did he survive? No, she she died from the gunshot wound, which led her to drive off into a ditch and hit a tree. Oh wow. He was recovering, and I, I haven't looked up on it since, but from what I heard, he was recovering from his injuries, but he was in critical condition. So he survived, last I checked, but she died within uh, about 10 minutes of speeding, 10, 15 minutes of speeding off. Mm. So wherever he hit her was fatal. It was killing her. She blacked out, ran into a ditch, hit a tree, and it, it took her out completely. Wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. I mean, yeah, like I said, man, it's it's... it's it's all about decisions, man. She, you said her man was already locked up. Um, I'm shocked I mean, that, that they car, didn't. That car said drugs. Right, but I'm surprised that because he was locked up, if the car was in his name, normally when you're involved in that type of lifestyle, whatever's in your name, it gets repossessed because you may have purchased it with drug money. So the fact that she was able to be driving that car alone and she wasn't indicted, she should have, you know, done something that, that wasn't, street related um right but it, it uh, fate destiny you know decisions that's 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 a, that's difficult to 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 process you know what i mean because was it meant for her to go out that way was it meant for that yeah. officer to be patrolling the area he was patrolling at the time she happened to be driving through with the drugs in the car i think she ran a stop sign idiot then you're an idiot you running stop signs with drugs in your car come on that's what he pulled her over for and they pulled over into like a little strip mall area mm-hmm. and um she just was refusing like the closer he got to her the more she would back up and you know it was like it was like she was gonna run if you came any closer like she actually went around the car like when he went to arrest her she she did a circle around the car like he's coming towards her with the cuss and she starts running around the car and then she jumps back in her passenger seat pulls out a gun so like all of it so happened, he had already he, asked her to step out of her car yes Wow. When he pulled up, it showed on the on the cam on his uh, car. When he pulled up, it showed her getting out the car already. 
she got out and he was, you know, asking her, he said, where's your license and registration? And, you know, all of that stuff. And she's moving around the car. Like we couldn't even get past that part because she was already like trying to run. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't, she wasn't standing still. So from there he automatically pulled out his cuffs. Cause it looked like she going to take off running. Mm-hmm. She did a circle, jumped back in the passenger seat. Cause remember she got out, she left the door open. Mm-hmm. Did a circle around the car when he tried to cuff her and jumped back in the seat, reached in her purse, pulled out a gun and popped him. Like she didn't even think three, she didn't think twice. It was nothing. Pop, pop, pop. Like, and he happened to have one on him. And while he was on the ground, he pulled it, shot one in the car with her and it. She backed up and sped off. And then from there, like she only made it 15 minutes, but he was in critical condition. Like he called back, back up and, you know, the camera only going to show from the cops car. His point so of view. saw his part, but I did see the picture later where her, that same Dodge was crashed into a ditch in a tree. And, and, and she was dead inside. She was dead. Okay. Well, I mean, what they I say, I don't know man. if the shot killed her or, or there's, I think it, it knocked her unconscious. Mm-hmm. Cause she got 15 minutes away. Mm-hmm. She was just so losing a lot of blood. Drive, she blacked out or bled out. And then that's when that happened. So I'm not sure if the shot killed her or if the, the crash did. Yeah, she's probably losing a lot of blood, and I mean, it is what it is. Uh, that's just that's a crazy story. Well, uh, that's all the topics I have for this episode, Candy. Um, did you want to discuss anything else? No, I feel like I got a lot off my chest today. This was very therapeutic. Yeah, very, very therapeutic. Um, so that's it, guys. Uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Tell a friend to tell a friend. My Instagram is limitless underscore e. My Instagram is at x o c a n d e e y a m z x o at candyams.com. I mean, sorry, <laughs> not dot com. It's your old ass. At candyams. <laughs> Why did I say dot com, bro? Oh, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. But you guys got it. Um, Subscribe to the podcast. Whenever I release anything, you will get a notification. And um, I appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Limitless Experience with Eric. Spread love. Peace out.